everybody, and welcome to So What Happens Next, a show where we take on a movie that we've never seen before, see if we can come up with what it might be about, and then watch it and talk about it and see how right we are and how wrong we were in other parts. I'm one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And this week, we are going back to the 90s and taking on a horror icon. It is Tony Todd in Candyman. came out in October, so there's definitely a, I don't know, Halloween movie probably going to go for it. Yeah. That. Um, joining me today is my beautiful other half, Amber. How you doing, Amber? Good. Yeah. Um, today's episode is actually just the two of us. In the past, we've had Nima, we've had Patrick. You know, we're just still growing right now as a show, and right now it's just the two of us, and, you know, other people will be on in the future when they have time. Life happens, and... You know, we don't want ever don't want to hold anybody down and don't want to make anybody feel like they have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get started. I got five things up on the board for Candyman. Number one, hooks. Number two, graduate students. Number three, myths. <laughs> number four, mirrors. And number five, just to give this place kind of a chronological setting, the 1990s. So, Amber, let's go ahead and start with you. What do you think this movie is going to be about? Give me your back of the DVD box description. Well, I thought The Candyman was based on, like, a children's story or a song. I think it's based on a song. Yeah, The Candyman. Yeah. No, that's fucking Willy Wonka. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, there was, like, a different or, like, some rhyme, rhymery or whatever. Oh. Yeah. But anyways, obviously he's a ends up being a serial killer and they just dub him as the Candyman. And he I guess decides to stalk some grad students at a particular no-name college. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. So he's stalking grad students. So wait, okay, so he's a serial killer taking on like the, the name Candyman candy based man. on the song. Okay. And so, what's the where are the mirrors playing right now? This I have no freaking clue. Maybe it's he's actually an illusion, so he's not a real person. Oh, so he's um, like so a, I could okay. see, yeah. So people see an image of him, but it's really themselves like killing each other, Ooh, which would be kind of crazy. Okay. Um, you're talking like like. Willem Dafoe and Spider-Man seeing himself talk to himself. Yeah, so there's like some alter ego. Okay. okay. Yeah, so like everyone's looking, oh, that'd actually be really cool, wouldn't it? Like you're looking in the mirror and you see, I guess in this case, you'd see like Tony Todd staring at you and he's like, I'm going to kill them. And so you're just like, no, don't do it. Next thing you know, like you're doing, you see him doing it, but it's actually you. You get like a spoilers for Fight Club, but you get like a Fight Club scenario. Yeah, and I always imagine like the Candyman to be a pirate. Well, that would answer the hook thing. It would, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... it's. I mean, I think it's... Uh, I guess to jump into sort of my thing, I would say it's, it's like a grad student studying myths or whatever, mm-hmm. and he becomes the serial killer. Or he's either... He's either tasked with catching a serial killer who's following myths, or he is in himself. You do like a scream thing, and he's like the killer. Okay. But I think that he just has a hook, you know, like a meat hook he's killing people with. Or I think that's how it starts. Okay. So I think it's like, it, it's like, have you ever seen Urban Legend? Uh, no, I haven't. It's like a, it, it's such like a pinnacle, like, if you watch it, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is a horror movie from the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's very much that. Um, But there's, I think there's some scene in it, it's just dealing with a bunch of urban legends is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's, 
how I would perceive this movie is like each manner of killing is a way like it's related to a myth. So you got like the hook and the guy calls himself the candy man or whatever. And then you have like some, he kills somebody with like a piece of glass from a mirror or something. And this grad student is like the only person really like after his advisor's death, his murder, he's the only person left around who's like really well versed in this stuff. And so he's trying to figure out. Yeah. What, how to, like, how do we catch this guy? Mm-hmm. And it takes place in the 90s, so you don't have, like, cell phones and shit to kind of... Yeah, and of course the guy out. has nothing to do with candy. I'm just going to, like, lay it out there. No, I feel like the <laughs> Candyman is, like, a misnomer. I it It's just creepy sounding. Like, yeah, I feel because like, then I start to think of, like, people I think of handing like, out candy. Yeah, like, I think of, like, like hey, candy kid, want to give my band? Like, <laughs> you want to give my band, kid? There's candy inside. Like, that's how it is to me. It's just, like, that... I don't, like, you know, before each of these episodes, I do, like, a re- as cursory a search as I can get of these movies just to pull the five topics so that it doesn't ruin it for myself and it doesn't, you know, mess any of my stuff up. But it's just, like, that was not the vibe I was getting from the little bits talked about this, is I don't feel like it's some weird creep in a van. It just seems like, well, it's part of the five, something that we mentioned, you know, it's somebody killing people, but I don't think candy is involved. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't. I, I feel like it's one of those, like, it's just going to be in song only. You know, oh. like, we do the little rhyme yeah. or whatever, and, like, that's it. Um, Kind of like the, what is it? Like, Nightmare on Elm Street, when they're like, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Oh, it's like yeah. <laughs> that whole thing, it's going to be like that, but some stupid, silly song that they made up for Candyman. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, I kill people. Yeah. And I sing this tune or like a creepy child. It might not even be Candyman. It's just like, and that's what he's mad about. He's like, people keep calling me the fucking Candyman. And One Halloween my night. name is Richard. <laughs> One Halloween night in 1972, a young Tony Todd was denied candy at the door of <laughs> his neighbor's house. Since then, he has been known as the Candyman. Mm-hmm. You better watch out. You better not cry. Yeah, because there will be, like, in a show, there's, like, mm-hmm. a killer, you know, that's going on a rampage, and they call him the wrong name. Or, like, in Spider-Man, they called him the wrong name. Yeah, and then, yeah. of course, as everyone knows, that movie went on to be Spider-Man becoming a serial killer and slaughtering New York City. Of course, <laughs> oh, that's <yeah>. exactly <laughs> what happened. He said, you're going to call me Spider-Man, I'm going to string you up. No, it, <laughs> I understand what you mean. It drove him nuts. Um, which I guess would be like the best way to get under a serial killer's skin. At least in TV shows, you're right. Cause like they do it in such a way where it's like, oh man, this is sloppy or this is such shitty work. And that's like always how they catch the killer. Cause he's in the room and he hears him shitting on his yeah. deal. And he's like, you son of a bitch. It's the best work ever. I mean, oh my God, you're so totally right. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, you're not, but uh, this is real bad. It's just, it, it becomes a whole fucking thing and it's, that's where you catch him. And I feel like that's. I feel like the whole thing in this movie is it would end... Like, how do you think it would end, I guess, to throw that out there? Because I have an idea how this movie would end, and I feel like it would play really well in the 90s, but that's just me. I think they seemingly get rid of the Candyman, but kind of somehow he comes back. I'm thinking of, like, Nightmare on Elm Street Mm. when he's dead, but but she looks in the mirror and... Oh, you're talking about the remake one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like... That movie was like... I almost, almost enjoyed that. I remember seeing it in theaters. It was like me and a friend of mine when I was, man, that wasn't like a, when I was in high school, maybe mm-hmm. we snuck into it Yeah. because it was rated R and we were like 16 mm-hmm. and we go in and they gave us like the weirdest look at the door. Cause they're like, you two clearly are not old enough to be in this movie, but like we got tickets. So I guess they're allowed, but we went in and I remember like going, this movie's not terrible. Right. Yeah. And then thinking, wow, I almost like this movie because it ended with like, oh, wow, like she survived and they killed Freddy. Like, yeah. Cool. And the fact that it was less cartoonish, too. Well, than see, the first one. and that was the thing was like, the first one is just like, oh, there's this guy, you know, I loved around, the cartoon, like, the cartooniness of the first one or the original one. is just Yeah. Hilarious. Or it was especially uh, Jason versus Freddy. That was probably like the worst one. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yeah. I, I remember it. It was a, th- it was but a huge he does thing. some like, crazy stuff. Like his head comes off and it spins around. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's not 
Well, I remember stuff like crazy stuff <laughs> like that in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Like watching that and going like, but I like that one better. Yeah, honestly. it's like super corny, like eighty-ish. Yeah, it's that, like, like type of thing, and that's what I'm expecting thing. with yeah. this one. I'm expect no, see, I'm expecting it to be like. Because this is what, what did I say this was, 1992? Yeah. So this is like right after all of that. You're moving into the 90s. Yeah. I don't think Scream has come out yet. I'll check while we're watching the movie, but I don't think Scream's come out to kind of do the big reset button on the the 90s, like horror movies. Yeah. But I would guarantee this movie's going to be like, oh, it's the 90s now. Here's some grungy Oh, so is this movie going to be more like Jeepers Creepers? You know what? I think it's going to be like... Proto Jeepers Creepers because Jeepers Creepers is like two thousand something right yeah Late 90s, like, yeah like proto. I think it's, it's gonna be like it's gonna be sort of like pre Scream so you're gonna get an eighties feel but you're gonna get like a nineties grunge yeah I think that's where this movie's gonna yep. go it's gonna have that like look at all these sexy college teens <laughs> at college even though they're not teens but like you know and then it's just gonna be you know this darker yeah like let's everyone's like, getting killed rip them thing. to shreds and <laughs> Right, it's not going to be like a bunch of high school kids like romping around high school yeah. or like, you know, something along those lines like, "Oh no, we got to stop the vampire that's our teacher or some shit." Like this is going to be I think another step darker than that, but I think it's still going to maintain maybe a little bit of that 80s vibe just cuz mm-hmm. I don't think we've we've left it yet by yeah. 92. Like we're still living in there, getting ready, getting adjusted to the 90s. We're still getting our feet in the water. So But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take on this movie. It will be a few minutes, not even that, a few seconds for you guys. I mean, I always say a few minutes and it's like, you know, I go edit later and it's seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I hype it up that long. <laughs> but it's going to be a few seconds for you and it's going to be approximately one hour and 39 minutes for us as we go and endure the Candyman. See you guys in a minute. All right, we're back. So, Candyman, huh? Yeah. What's your first thought coming out of the gate? It is not what I thought it would be, honestly. Yeah, same here. I, I was kind of like, I don't know. It was so... <laughs> I, there's just so much about yeah. it that I was really not prepared for. I mean, it, it, it was like we, we were both right and wrong at the same time. Yeah. Which is such a weird... Yeah, because he was real, but only... But because, not. Yeah, but not. So... I guess basically to go ahead and describe what this movie is, uh, according to IMDb, the storyline is Helen Lyle is a student who decides to write a thesis about local legends and myths. She visits a part of the town where she learns about the legend of the Candyman, a one-armed man who appears when you say his name five times in front of a mirror. Of course, Helen doesn't believe all this stuff. But the people of the area are really afraid. When she ignores their warnings and begins her investigation... In the place that he is rumored to appear, a series of horrible murders begins. Could the legends be true? That's from IMDb. It's arguably not the most well-written thing I've ever read. But that town, if we can go ahead and talk about this from the get-go, that town they talk <laughs> about is, Chica- is here in Chicago. Like yeah. This movie takes place in Chicago, which was like, did not anticipate that happening. Mm-hmm. From, like, the opening credits, I was like, wow, this looks like how movies portray Chicago, like a grayer New York. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, I know that, but what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it, it just was like, oh, you're at the University of Illinois or whatever, right? Yeah. So they're all over at U of I doing research on myths, I guess? She's like... Yeah, or, like, um, children's stories, fables, yeah, yeah, something along those lines. They never really go into, like what the program is, maybe like anthropology. Yeah, I, I was kind of confused. Okay. Like to me, I yeah. guess it would make sense to be like either some sort of folklore or anthropology thing. Yeah. I didn't it, it it seemed like it started as like a folklore thing and turned into an anthropological thing by the end cuz it seemed like, oh, 
I'm going to talk about how this like, you know, impoverished community in Chicago has attributed all these horrible things to a made up boogeyman-esque creature. And like, that was the angle of the thesis, which started, didn't seem like really where that was going to me. So yeah, the movie takes place in Chicago, um, which they like, you know, constantly are showing you maybe the same five scenes of. Yeah. Uh, while we were watching it, because she makes a point in the movie, Helen, the main character, she makes a point, she goes, oh, my apartment, which, you know, I just want to pause for a minute and talk <laughs> about fucking what? Yeah. So her husband is a professor at U of I. Yeah. She's a graduate student. Yes. They're living in fucking Northside Chicago, like in this big I think it's in Lincoln Park. It's yeah. yeah. So so this is what I was going to say. Yeah. The movie revolves around kind of two major, two three major locations: the university, her apartment, and the like Cabrini Green. So, like the housing projects. So yeah. A, a straight up, you only really have like three major sets going on as far as where you're supposed yeah. to. Yeah. I went ahead and I was like Cabrini Green, like that sounds familiar, but I don't know where that is exactly. So I'm look I was looking through like where this movie was filmed and they make this big point to be like, Oh, my my apartment used to be a projects and like it wasn't it was like right next to Gold Coast, so they're like, you know, they built the they had to change it, make it gentrified. They're yeah. trying to avoid the word gentrification in this movie, like the plague, even yeah. though Yeah, and they're like, and here's condos. Yeah, they're like, and now they made him condos. <laughs> but like, yet she's able to look on the other side, which is like fucking some Coraline shit there. Like, let me open this door to this other world. And that's the thing. <laughs> they make it sound seem like they're driving like across the fucking city. Yeah. Where they filmed the scenes in her apartment versus where Cabrini Green actually is, is like maybe five blocks away. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. Like everything there is vastly different. It's right. crazy, which I mean, I it's not like I don't believe that because it is Chicago, but. Well, I think back in 1992 it was like that. Okay. Like I, they, they filmed at a place that had been more or less gentrified, and then they filmed at Cabrini Green, like, housing projects that they genuinely did. Yeah. There's some interesting trivia about that. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, uh, all the exterior, hallway, and stairway scenes were actually filmed for, like, a handful of days at the infamous Cabrini Green housing project. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all coming from IMDb, as usual, so, again, take it as, with a grain of salt. Um Though the and the producers had to make a deal with like gang members to film there. Oh wow! Um, and then they had to make a deal with them to put them in the movie as extras. Okay. That way they could ensure uh the cast and crew's safety during filming. <laughs> However, even with this arrangement, a sniper allegedly put a bullet through one of the production vans on the last day of shooting. Oh, wow. Nobody was injured, but yeah. Again, this is trivia from IMDb. So you Seems like it's just unbridled whatever you want to put up there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like these things are now today they're only like a handful of blocks away from each other. Yeah. And I get you know what they were talking about with the whole, uh, oh we don't have the L and the highway to block you like you don't really have the highway to block you there I don't know yeah. what they're doing at. But um, at least I didn't see it on the map. Highway's a little bit further west than that. Mm-hmm. But what I did notice is that today in 2020 about what. Almost 30 years later, there are apartments and homes going for $1.12 million yeah. in Cabrini Green today. Mm-hmm. So, that's it's shocking because yeah. like this is a, it was a real like thing. I mean, they had gang members and had problems there and now it's like, oh, yeah. you could live there for like a million dollars. It's interesting to see how things change, even if the movie is very fiction. Well, I mean, the movie was so, and I think that's like a... But the commentary they had on right. like, oh, this... Who are you? Like, you're not from this area. This is our area. Well, arguably, of. she's from, like, across the yeah. street, but yeah. <laughs> but it was, like, a bit of Chicago history, like, mm-hmm. that they touched on. And I'm loving that. I, really I like think that. they would do that. I thought yeah. it was going to be more focused on the... Well, and it's such an interesting thing, because when you watch a movie like this, or a movie, another movie that comes to mind that, Amber, I know you haven't seen it, is uh, The Blues Brothers. That movie takes place, I believe the movie was from the 70s, mm-hmm. like, the late 70s. It takes place in Chicago. And, yeah. like... You see what Chicago looked like in the 70s. You see what Chicago looked like in the 90s in this movie. And like it, you, see, we live here today, and it's just like, oh, wow, this is 
still, even compared to 92, really different. It made me think a lot of our first apartment when she's like, oh, yeah, this was like a project building. And all they did was put plaster over the cinder block walls and walked away. And I was like, all I could think the entire time was like, hey, our first apartment had like cinder block walls over covered in plaster. I wonder if I was like, oh, okay, maybe. I don't know. Because who knows? Yeah. Um, But it's that kind of stuff where it's just like, oh, wow, this is this is really, you know, and I don't feel like it did it enough. Like, I don't really know what the moral of the story at the end of the day was for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I guess, I guess, how would you, how, if, if you know, how'd this movie end? Like, if you want to go into, like, kind of the climax on, just for everybody who's listening. The movie ended on a weird note. Like, Helen became the new messiah for, like, the black people after the after she killed uh, Candyman. Right. And she saves the baby, returns right. the baby to the mom, and she becomes, like... Like a hero. Yeah, but she also come, becomes, like, the female version of Candyman. Which but was the on most... white people. Because... Well, but that was the thing. Was, was like, <laughs> but, I mean, like, if you think about it, there, I, I would argue that, like, there's no point in the Candyman movie where the Candyman's making... The Candyman legend is making a distinction of race, right? Like, yeah. the movie opens up with... By the way, Sam Raimi's brother... Uh, who was the like Weasley guy who worked for J. Jonah Jameson at the Daily Bugle? That oh. that bad boy guy yeah. at the very beginning. That yeah. was him. Oh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, that guy looks really familiar. Like we watched Spider Man recently, so I was like, he looks yeah. really fucking familiar. Um, but yeah, so it's like in that scene where he gets killed and all yeah. that shit. Like that, I was just like, okay, Candyman's killing. I'm like, uh, they're yeah. white people. They're getting killed. Um. And it would make more sense if he was hunting white people down just because the whole legend that they provide was... Yeah. Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I kind of glazed over for a minute on this. So the legend of the Candyman was like in the 1800s. You had this yeah, African-American was, guy yeah. who was raised really well, went to like the best schools, but he was like a black guy. He fell in love with a white lady. Her brother got mad, hired a bunch of other white no, guys. No, her father got mad. Her father got mad. And I'm sorry. hired a bunch of basically. Like, yeah, hoodlum white guys. Yeah. A bunch of racist hoodlums to go kill this guy. And the way they do it is they chop his arm off, cover him in honey, and chuck him in a thing full yeah, of bees. Yeah, and then give him the hook as like a. Yeah, and yeah. stick the hook on his yeah, arm and or something. Yeah, and he basically, basically died. The yeah, they're like he, he got stung to death. I'm like, or he bled out. I mean, you know, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, yeah. that's the more likely thing that I think could happen. Then again, I've never been stung by thousands of bees, so who knows? But yeah, that that's kind of weird. You bring that up. I think that's an interesting point. Yeah, that is is this whole like white savior thing yeah. that this movie kind of sort of I don't know if it realizes it's doing like because yeah. it, it, she becomes. Candyman for like a minute. Yeah, right? and I thought like the insinuation for like just a tiny bit when she's looking at the mural and there's that painting of the woman. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's that one reincarnated. But then that totally ended because she dies at the end. And I wanted to yeah. ask you this. Do you feel like this movie could have had like... Like, like when I feel he like was saying it was always every... you, I was like, oh, like they're right. like... Like Haunted Mansion. Yeah, like Haunted Mansion. It was Mansion. like Haunted Mansion. It's, yeah, they're reincarnated in these... Right. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. So, I want to ask you this. Do you feel like this movie could have ended... Like, we... I'm sorry. Do you feel like we saw every ending they put out for this movie? Because I feel like it could have ended where you saw it, and she yeah. just stays up there and is assumed yeah, to be Yeah, I feel like it should have ended right there, but, but see, then I feel it, like it then could have ended with her in the fire, and she dies with the baby in the candy. Yeah, man. like, I thought she was going to just throw the baby out or something. Oh, I thought they were all gone. I thought, I thought either a, she was, she was going crazy and just saw what she thought was the baby. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was, it had been dead the whole time. She killed the baby at the beginning and that they all just die. And then I thought, Oh, she's going to die. And the funeral's going to be the end when everybody who lives at Caprini green, Caprini green comes out and, and you know, is like, they do, they're like, okay, she died for us. Like, she was our hero. And then, like, that was the end of the movie. And then, all of a sudden, you get the Helena, Helena, whatever thing yeah, in the mirror. And she comes and kills her ex-husband. Which is, like, I feel like each one of those scenes could have been the last one. Yeah. But it almost kind of came off like they couldn't decide. Yeah, so they just included all of it. Yeah, they just, like, chucked it all in there and yeah. then 
were like, okay, cool. I mean, it ends on her. Like, we can make... Yeah. They ended up but making, like, a trilogy we, of these movies. Yeah. So, it, the the ending we got kind of opens itself up for that, I guess. But I never under, quite understood if it was her that killed all those people. And or that's if the, she was just the reincarnated Helen from... Well, that's the thing. I feel like the reincarnation thing was dropped. Okay. You know? I feel like that... It was like it was always you. I was like, oh, it could have just been her, and she because when the doctor showed her the video, and it was just her screaming, um, it was like, I thought at that point it was her, like just making it up in her head or some type of illusion or. And it wouldn't that like, be the curse cool, even? Yeah. Like that would have been the coolest psychological yeah. thriller of like, oh yeah, she's like so into studying this that she became this killer, like. Cool. And then the sweet thing. That was so weird. What? So is that? Part of me feels like that's like a vaguely like because one of them had razor blades in it, and I was like, is this like a um like a thing for drugs or because that's what I was getting from it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's like yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So I have something here. Um. Okay. Sweet to the sweets to the sweet is it's a it's a line from Hamlet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it would. I wish it, I mean, this is this is the thing. I feel like <laughs> IMDb trivia. IMDb trivia just kind of is like, oh, I know this thing, and I don't know anything else about it. I don't even know what happens in Hamlet. What's Hamlet's about a guy who? Uh, Hamlet. It's Lion King. Okay. Lion King is Hamlet. I wish they would just say what what it means. So here it says. Sweets to the sweet refers to the flowers that Gertrude scatters over Ophelia's grave. Oh, okay. Oh. But how does that... I would loosely be like... Because Ophelia goes crazy in Hamlet. Oh, she so, does so and she kills herself. Helen is yeah. Ophelia, I think, is what we're getting at. Yeah, or and she's going crazy. And then like these sweets to the sweet... Oh man, if I will be, sh- I would be shocked if they put this much thought in it. But so, like how you describe the scene, they're putting flowers on their sweets to the sweet, right? Yeah. They put the hook on her grave, so it's like hooks to the hook. <laughs> 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 I mean, like I think I might be trying to yeah. stretch it. Maybe they're trying to stretch it, but that's where it's going to me. It's like hook to the hook, hooks to the hook. Like you were the Candyman. Here's your hook. Sorry you had to die, I guess. I don't fucking know. But, like, yeah, that, that's it. Which was, oh, God, it was so gross. It was written in shit on that wall. I know, because I was like, there's no way that's just blood. Oh, no, like, it, it had, like, a third out. dimension. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Yeah. And, like, it had to be kind of recent, right? Like, shit doesn't just. Also, yeah. how much shit? They, like, had, they had to have 10 like people. You had to have, I was thinking about it. I was like, they would have had to have multiple people. So This would have been like the leader of the gang. It, yeah. The leader of the gang was like, all right, boys, come on down to the come on down to the bathroom outside. Like, yeah. we've got a job to do. And then it's just like, what are we doing, boss? It's like, we're going to honor the candy man. Just sit down and take a dump. And it's just <laughs> like, you have like 30 guys going just in and out of these stalls taking a shit. And it's, and, and you write it on the fucking wall. Like, that the was just gross. And yeah. it was... Which now I feel so sympathetic towards the bees in that toilet. I'm she like, flushed it. Yeah. I would horrible. argue. I would argue like ninety percent of the bee problem of today is because of Helen. Yeah, she just like destroys them. She just like she should have called someone. She should just closed yeah, it and ran if away. You ever find bees like on your car? Don't go through a car wash and try to get rid of them or like whatever. Like call someone that can help you get rid of them. Yeah. Because more than likely they're queen well, no, or something I mean, is in there. Ar- arguably, like, you're But I with... see this all the time. Just shit like that. Where you it's see like, bees oh. in a fucking toilet all the time? What are you talking about? No. Or, like, it's in the news where they're just like, oh, I had a bunch of bees on my car. And they just go through, like, a car wash. Or, like, they spray the hose just, on Just, like, it. get them out. Call and a bee. Like, call call your local beekeeper. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what you're really supposed yeah. to do. They can bring a vacuum, kind of like from Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, just, just suck, suck them off and yeah. then take them somewhere safe. Yeah. Like, it just seems to me like, yeah, I, I feel like I've heard this. I feel like I've heard this. The bee movie. Jerry Seinfeld. Which <laughs> was weird because it was like a joke I had when we were watching this. was like, oh man, 
B movie's just like a backdoor sequel to Candyman. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Jerry Seinfeld really wanted to milk that Candyman bunny. Like, what the fuck? Or I guess like fourth. There was still there's three Candyman movies total. Oh, um, okay. And apparently this is allegedly Tony Todd's favorite movie okay. of his period. The first one, I mean. Um, but I would also argue that the reason it's his favorite is because he negotiated a bonus. This is, you know, the rumor is he negotiated a bonus of $1,000 for every bee sting he suffered during filming of this trilogy. He was stung 23 times. So on top of whatever the hell else he was getting paid for this. Oh, so 26000 23000 Oh, okay. It's only 23 times. Yeah, okay. So he gets paid an extra $1,000. So he gets twenty three k doing all these movies alone just for getting stung. And then whatever else he's getting paid. I'm like, man, that's genius. If I had to do a movie where I'm dealing with animals, yeah. every bite or inconvenience, you're paying me $1,000 fucking dollars. Like, not a chance. But yeah, I this movie... I mean, so like, where... I guess based on our original thoughts and projections, like, you know, kind of what we were thinking. So we had thrown out sort of a, um, first of all, there were only two grad students. Yeah, I know. I thought this was going to be, so yeah, that's what I was kind of getting with. It was like, what, what do you think we, like, how close were we? What did we really fuck up on it? What did we get right? I mean, the grad student thing. Yeah, totally. we got the grad student thing wrong. Like, I, I envisioned kind of like, this is a teen, a hunky and sexy yeah, like grad student. It, it was totally not. not. It was a very real. It was not a 1980s, like. Because no. usually you have like a group and then some kind of villain or. You have like a Scooby. And that's how I thought it was going to end. I yeah. thought it was going to end in like a Scooby Doo esque yeah. way. Like, I thought they were going to trap the Candyman. Kind of how they. They ultimately do, but it doesn't come off that way. Like, they trap him and they kill him or stop him or whatever. But they trap him because they make two more of these, so he has to get out. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, this it, it did not have that that thing at all. And I'm wondering, is that maybe because this is uh, pre-Scream? I mean, like, Scream kind of comes around and sets that up for the 90s, you know? Yeah, but then you have movies like It. Which I think well, came it, before Candyman. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It came out... Well, it was written, I think, in the 80s, but the movie was in 91. Oh, okay. I believe. I mean, you're right. It was also, like, before yeah. Scream. Like, you have all these things, because, like... I it, feel like there were other movies that came out. Well, when the music started playing, I was like, oh, I'm getting, like, the Thing vibe from Well, this. the music, <laughs> apparently... So, it came out in 1990. Okay. The miniseries came out in 1990. Okay. Um... So yeah, the movie uh, that eventually became a movie for people, but the book was written in 1986. Okay. Um, just to get a feel for it, and yeah, it it was yeah a group of kids, and then I guess eventually a group of adults who were doing this thing, and I yeah. feel like that that's just not happening here. I mean, if anything, this is like a really weird. For instance, it's Amber very and I one-sided. Well, Amber and I the other night, well, at least the other night from when we we're recording this episode, we watched Midsummer. And that is such yeah, a here's and you a pick group off, of like, one by one until right. you're down to and it's here's a group of yeah. I wouldn't say like hunky sexy like grad students but it's like young youthful grad students yeah. right the people in this movie like are arguably not that I mean not that they're like old but I mean they're older people they're more mature people they're not like 21 yeah you know um. And the one of them is married to like a professor, which is something I feel like isn't addressed in this movie enough. Is I know that the first of all the actress and the actor that play the the uh, Helen and her husband Trevor, uh, respectively, are like six years apart. I think Trevor being older, her being younger. So okay. he was born I think in fifty five, and she was born in sixty one. That's okay. the the actor actress's age. Yeah. But like, was it just me or does Trevor look? Maybe like ten years older than her. He does. Like, yeah. It made me raise an eyebrow of like, this cannot be your first wife, right, dude? Like, cause he's in the movie, he's like kind of canoodling yeah, around of with one of his doing, students. Yeah. yeah. He's repeating his. Actions. And that's what I'm sitting here. I'm like, is this happened before? Does Helen maybe know firsthand? From yeah. A different perspective cause she actually like she knew what was going on and. Oh, cause it was so fucking obvious. Yeah. But it was also like, and that girl wasn't exactly very. I was not hush a hush fan. about it. Yeah, I was not a fan of her. I know. Like even the actress, 
even the actress that played her in this movie, I was just like, okay, calm down. I'm like, like, you're annoying. You're oh, not I know, and she's <laughs> barely in this movie. I know, she's, but everything she said or like did, like slams the door oh in the God. lecture room. Well, oh, well, <laughs> slamming the door, and then it was like she's clearly there. Yeah. To be like nothing more than oh look at me, I'm the pair of boobs on screen. Yeah. Like that's it. And they make a point, like, when she's painting their apartment, she's wearing, like, lingerie under a jacket. Oh, yeah. And I was like, who the fuck? And then at the end, she's wearing this, like, incredibly thin shirt or something yep. like that, and right? Yeah, you can see, like, her boobs. Yeah, you can see everything. And yeah. I'm just kind of like, okay, I get it. That's what you're here for. But, like, why are we spending, like, I hated how, like, when she screams and yeah. she's just, like, flailing around. Or when she comes down from the paint painting and she just, like, she's like, get out of my house. And she's just, like turns when she turns she looks like she's in mid cry like yeah. within a split second and i was like okay wait what like that's not how this works yeah. this is not how that works at all um was not a fan of her i mean i could i feel like they just spent too much time with it um with that whole thing like make it there make it not yeah you know like fuck it somebody i did like though actor that played that little kid who she talks to? Yeah. That kid was great. Oh, yeah. He was definitely Holy great. Holy shit, that kid was great. Yeah, am, he really, like, set things up. kid like, set the tone yeah. of this movie, like, so easily. And it's so sad because, like, I look... I mean, actually, it might not be sad. Maybe he's doing something else that he really, really wants to do. I have no idea. But I went and looked through his uh, yeah. portfolio. Yeah. And uh, he's, like, not in a lot. Like, after this, he's in, like, a bunch of TV shows. Like, stuff has some... Like, he's in, like, an episode or so of Baywatch. He's in a couple other episodes of things. And sadly, for the most part, he's playing, like, that, like, gangland black guy. Oh, and sucks. I'm like, well, that yeah. sucks. Like, you're probably getting shot by a cop or something in half yeah. these shows. Where I'm like, this kid was killing it in this yeah. movie. Like, when he's explaining the Candyman, and then he sees him, and he's like burn him and like gets he's like riling everybody yeah. up I'm like, holy shit man and then he comes to the funeral and drops, drops the, the, has the fucking hook in his jacket yeah. for god knows how far of a walk and then just like chucks it in there with her and i'm like wow yeah and that was like the hook yeah and that was the thing i'm like that was the hook that Candyman had in his arm yeah which is confusing as shit because like we're led to believe that Candyman is like a manifestation of Helen's mind. Yeah. And that somehow he takes physical form at some point. He has yeah, to. Like it's the only way this on, movie based works. Based on their beliefs. Right. So like he, but he becomes physical. Like he yeah. has to. Yeah. By the end of this movie, he's assumedly dead. Yeah. Kid took his hook. Yeah. Like the hook, because she has a different one when she's walking around. It's like an actual hook you hook yeah. meat and shit. With. Yeah. Has handle and everything. His yeah. is like has nails in yeah. it and shit. And that's the one they throw in the fucking yeah. hole. And it's like, what's going on, movie? Is he a real thing or not? Because you have a piece of him. That's like saying yeah. he's a manifestation of your mind. And then holding his head up and being like, see. <laughs> and it just doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's, it didn't ruin the movie. I mean, all in all, it didn't really ruin the movie to me. I, I It was there. It just was confusing as shit. Because I'm like, make up your mind, man. Like, what are we doing? This movie has a 6.6 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, a Metacritic score of 61. It's declining in popularity. But, you know, it's it's a movie that I think, at least my, uh, how should I say it? My, like, you know, foray into horror movie, like, Candyman was something that was mentioned constantly. Like, it's one of those, like, scary shit movies. Was I remember growing up, like, Candyman's so scary, da, da, da. Um, do you want to guess what the budget was for this movie? I'm going to go with $5 million. Ooh, close. $6 million. Oh, wow. Estimated budget $6 million. Uh, it almost made all of that back opening weekend. It grossed domestically $25,792,310. Okay. Um, so I guess like that's, you know... That's a win. It's pretty good. That's yeah. a solid win. I mean, it's like 20 or 19K more. Yeah. $19 million more. Sorry. I'm yep. um, not good at math. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some of the reviews are not very in this movie's favor. Um, <laughs> one by I Hate Every Movie House, which is just a combination of the words I hate every movie I see. 
So who knows? Maybe this is just doesn't a shit sound show. very reliable. No, it doesn't. But what they say is Candyman. I'll try to read this in how I believe they intended the tone to be. Candyman is a tale about some researcher woman looking into mysterious murders that were committed by a demonic ghost named Candyman, which is not the plot, right? No, that's not. The plot was just her looking into the folklore of the story. Yeah, so you're... (laughs) So straight up, you got the wrong idea what this movie's about. Your comprehension skills are... I'm curious if you watched it. I hate every movie I see. The lead woman, I can't remember her name, she was just that good, goes through the movie doing stupid things. She puts herself in blatantly dangerous situations and then cries like a baby when she's hurt. But that's hurt. not what we want. This is a horror movie. We but want people to put themselves in stupid situations. Right, that's the point. So and let's... also, she doesn't cry when she's hurt. She's like being assaulted in her mind and then she wakes up in a hospital or something. Yeah. The Candyman isn't scary at all. Anyway, the hideous acting in this movie, mainly by the main character's idiotic actions, make this movie bad. Oh, the storyline wasn't good either. I believe a first grader wrote the script, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, it's been my experience to not watch movies where the name Clive Baker appears in the credits. (laughs) Don't see this for any reason. Completely unrealistic and unimpressive. Dude, it's a horror movie about a fucking mythical monster man. It's a boogeyman movie. Of course it's unfucking realistic Yeah, it is pretty unrealistic. I just don't... I don't understand. I don't understand why people do this. I mean, that was in like 2003, so I don't know what he's talking about unrealistic. I mean, 2003, we're just like rehashing. That's like close to movies. the Final Destination series, which is like, that's pretty unrealistic. Tony Todd's in that, too. Really? Wow. Yeah, at least okay. in like one or two of them, I believe. I, I haven't seen him in a long, long time. He's at least in the first two, maybe. But yeah, I. it's like, get over yourself, dude. It's just, a, it's just a fucking horror movie. Like, I think horror movies are the one thing I just don't take seriously yeah. like walk in just do it just just watch the fucking thing whatever it gives you just accept it and walk away i don't know really what else to say for that other than calm the fuck down <laughs> um how do you feel about the remake that they're doing this year is supposed to come out after seeing this i'm not sure like, I feel like they're not going to, they're going to pinpoint it to, like, one ending instead of, like, having three. Oh, you mean they're going to do, like, a Terminator or Alien thing where it's like, no, forget all the ones that happened after one, this is the sequel? Or do you mean, like... I don't think it'll be a sequel. I think it's going to be a remake just like they did with the... Oh, it, oh, 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 oh. Uh, okay, movies. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think they're going to, obviously, they're going to make it look better. So it's definitely going to be scarier. Yeah. But I definitely, it was confusing, a little bit confusing throughout the film, especially with a lot of things just going on. So I feel like they're going to stick to like one point and it would be kind of cool if it was just the Candyman being an actual monster. Like that'd be. Oh, so you want it to be more. Yeah. More than just an idea or like this like godlike figure. Yeah, yeah, that, that is have to, that's like, a worship. good point. Yeah, because I kind of liked that it wasn't. I don't know. It, 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 I liked that psychological end of it. I was not expecting it. Yeah. So yeah, according to IMDb, this is the plot of the new one. Okay. A spiritual sequel in quotations to the 1992 horror film Candyman that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. Ooh. So they are going to actually acknowledge the fact that that whole area is. totally not yeah well yeah first off they're gonna acknowledge it's chicago and second like they're gonna actually acknowledge like oh wait no we fucking gentrified the hell out of all these neighborhoods and pushed people further out so that'll be i'm kind of curious how they handle that because like this this other movie doesn't deal with it this movie also looks like jordan peele's got a hand yeah i thought it was going to be produced by him it looks like at least a writership okay um which, you know, hoping Us is good. I haven't seen Get Out, but Us was really good. I mean, I feel like if you could bring that vibe to Candyman, it'd be different. It'd be interesting. I'd watch yeah. it. Also, just, you know, I like seeing Chicago movies. It's like, oh, I know where that is. Mm-mm. Which is something that I'm just 
this movie was very Chicago. Yeah. In the sense of like, I mean, it's like, I guess people in New York do this, people in LA, people in any big city, I think, in the world do this, is where they just kind of say places. Like, they're like, Every Garden, Lincoln Park, and Uptown, and, and Southside, I'm from Southside. Like, it, it, this kind of stuff where they just say things, neighborhoods or streets, and the viewer's just supposed to go, yeah, okay, cool, I know where that is. <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and like, some people do, and some people might, but it's yeah. just like, you know, when she's like, oh, I'm from Southside, it's like, you might know that. I feel like this movie didn't do a good job. Uh, I mean, it, it really harped on, like, and I mean, I don't know, people people always, like, say this shit to me, too, that, that don't live here. They're like, oh, my God, Chicago, like, there's so much, like, gunge violence and shit like that. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's got its fair share. But this movie was, like, dialing that fear to 11. Like, when they're, like, going out to the hood, I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't be stupid. Yeah. For sure. But she's like, in her purse, she's got a taser. And, like, I think she's got a gun. And yeah. then she's got a uh, pepper spray. <laughs> and I'm just like, look... You're only going to get to use one. Yeah. First of all. So just pick one. Two. Holy shit. Like, we're not going to war here. And yeah, she's totally right. You shouldn't be stupid going out anywhere, really. Like, especially a place that some people are like, oh, it's not safe. But I'll be really interested to see, like, what this new one is like. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, we're going to still hang out in that area now. And I think... I'm glad Jordan Peele's attached because that kind of his whole shtick seems to be not just like racial inequality, but also like class inequality and kind of running on that. Like, okay, now it's gentrified and we're going to fucking talk about it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, we're going to watch a bunch of white people getting killed and they're all going to be rich <laughs> or whatever. But I think like he does a good job going like, Hey, look at this thing. Look at this inequality, this neighborhood that used to be in the first movie. You remember that it was in the fucking like you no one would live here unless they were made to. Yeah. And it's like now you have people paying literally a million dollars to live in this. Yeah. The same, arguably the same fucking building now just painted over and plastered on. And it's just, it's, I'm hoping it's good. Uh, it looks like it's coming out in June this year. So. Oh, cool. Keep an eye out for that. Probably gonna be nice. So with everything though, our thoughts and things we got right, things we got wrong. Where's this movie land for you? On that scale of 1 to 100, 1 to 10, however you want to break it out, in increments of 10? i definitely probably give it a 6. A 6? Yeah, I feel like it was a... What was, what was lacking for you? I think the the main actress could have been better. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, she wasn't like bad or anything, but it definitely was held up a lot more by the other people that were in it. Yeah, I think everyone was doing... Like, I feel like the supporting roles in this yeah, movie were really doing were a lot. lot and I mean, like, I feel like her and Tony Todd's interactions, like, he was, I don't want to say, like, he was carrying it, but he was coming pretty close. Yeah. Like, a lot of that vibe was coming to him. And she just kind of was like, but I don't want to kill yeah. anybody. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. She's supposed to be all hypnotized or whatever, but, like, yeah. she just sounds like she's falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, if it wasn't for his, and if it, fuck, if he just kept talking, I'd fall asleep too. He has a wonderful voice. <laughs> Yeah. A nice deep voice, that guy. But yeah, okay, so six. Was there anything else holding you back from anything, like perfect score or whatever? Yeah, I think having multiple endings was... Yeah. Yeah, it was too much. Like, pick one. Stick with it. Yeah. If you're going to make sequels, honestly, Kid chucking the hook in, I think would have done it. Okay. Like, if you chuck the hook in there, and then she comes back, or he comes back, or something, the next movie. I think it would be better if he came back. I think so, too. I just kind of, like... With the, the, the... the funeral ending was like, that was it to me. Yeah. To me, it's like, that's the perfect ending. I don't need to see her get revenge from beyond on her ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Kill him in the next movie. Kill him at the beginning of the next movie or some yeah. shit. Um, I think that was like such a... Because it, it felt complete. And then you yeah. don't have it. And then I'm kind of like, wait a minute. Is it not Candyman anymore? Like... Yeah, is it Helen? Is it Helen? Like, he says <laughs> Helen five times and she appears. It's just like, so is the next movie just going to be called Helen? And is Tony Todd in it? Is yeah. it just going to be Helen killing people? Because I want to watch that. Like, <laughs> that just sounds boring as fuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I would give this movie... Hmm, I'd probably say like a 770, whatever you want to run with okay. there. Um, just because like, it's such... For its time, I'm kind of like, whoa. Like, this is 
not something I would have expected because we're dealing with this like scary stranger things in it, or we're dealing with um, like Nightmare on Elm Street, a bunch of teenagers or something, you know, we haven't hit Scream yet, so we're not doing the college or like, you know, more risque end of the Scooby-Doo revival type deal, but we're doing something different and I kind of liked that. Because it's not just another, like, late 80s movie. It's something scary. And I think another thing that carries this movie, too, is the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack was good. Apparently, the guy who did the soundtrack thought it was going to be a very uh, spiritual Uh, remaking of the book that this is based on. Mm -hmm. And I guess he was super pissed off and disappointed when it came out. (laughs) He considered it a, like, just another fucking slasher movie. Oh. And it came out, like, but I mean, honestly, like, the the soundtrack to this movie just completely changes the vibe. Like, this could have been, like, you know, a Jason Voorhees movie. Or it could have been, like, a Halloween movie. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was something, I think, in and of itself. And that was cool. And I think, honestly, the soundtrack really contributed a lot to that. Would you suggest people watch this movie? Yeah, I think people yeah. should just watch it yeah. so that they... Well, I think if you're going to go see the new one, you probably have to see yeah, it. Yeah, so that know. they know what to expect. Mm. Yeah, I would definitely say watch this. I mean, I would say also, like, especially watch it if you're into horror movies. Like, I I mean, I've said this, I think, on the show before. I'm, I've really, up until recently, used to not really be in horror movies. And lately, Amber and I have been kind of, like, trying to hunt down either... You know, the cheesy as hell ones we can laugh at or the ones that are, like, really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to really appreciate the genre more for it. Yeah. Um, still not a fan of Hereditary, guys. Never <laughs> going to change. But I like Midsummer. <laughs> um, but so, like, you know, especially with a lot of this, like, high horror stuff that's coming out, I'm, like, interested in it more. I'm curious what Candyman's going to be like. Is it going to be, like, a sad ripoff or is it just going to be something fun or is it going to be like oh shit this is you know let's do this again and modernize it yeah so yeah definitely i'd say go see this movie like if you're in a horror i'd say for like 2020 like you gotta see this movie this 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 feels like so many other movies that come later that you really just should check it out um but i think that'll do it so amber what do we have coming down the line for next time we've got willow 1988 Ooh, i've always been curious about this movie a friend of mine really likes it um or at least did when we were kids and he'd always make references to it and none of us would get it and for some reason we never watched it so it's it's nice to finally see it that's willow from 1988 directed by ron howard and written by george lucas uh, starring Val Kilmer, Joanne Whaley, and Warwick Davis. So come on down next time and catch us when we're doing Willow. But that's all for Candyman, so we'll see you guys next time. I, as always, am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And you guys have a great week.